I get it now. You get it? You, you get that feeling. I get the pressure. You get the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Monster. <laughs> it's been 20 years. <laughs> no, no, you, you're dealing with an iPhone. They still have this Nokia. Damn, so they had to pass three like. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. They had to press like seven buttons. Yep. God damn. All right, ready? Mm -hmm. And we are rolling in five, four, three, two. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King. And as usual, sitting with me tonight is my co-host, Adrian. And of course, we also have here is our big man. You know him. You love him. My cards. Greetings, everyone. <laughs> How you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. You pretty doing good, good? Pretty good. You doing good? It's not as toasty today. Oh, yeah. Oh, this yeah. is going to be the third and possibly final night. This is going to be in the office recording, and then we're going to be, unfortunately, going back to studio recording next week. Yep. yep. Yeah, back to that heat. Ugh, damn. Now I, now I get it. I get it, man. All the hard workers that... That work the work those fields to bring us our produce. <laughs> Shut up. I get it. Man. You get it out. I get it. Working for twelve cents to the barrel. <laughs> I get it. Man. You get that suffering. <laughs> I get it now. You I'm, having a podcast in a garage I'm for forty five minutes. I'm writing, <laughs> I'm writing a short film now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the abuse we caused you. <laughs> it's your memoir. It's called My Struggle. Twenty five cents a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> It shows me like in a field. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, we got a couple of interesting things to go over tonight. And one big major thing that did happen not too long ago and just in the just entertainment industry. Yeah. But before we get started, we have a nice little quick word from our sponsor. Oh, that's right. Audible. That's right. Audible, the leading provider of audiobooks. They have over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from. This week, of course, I'm reading I'm Glad My Mom Died by Jeanette McCurdy. <laughs> Don't worry. It's all it's all going to make sense. Yes. It'll definitely make sense in just a bit. So just keep on going. Just keep on listening. So, yes, visit www.audibletrial.com forward slash red band for a 30 day free trial. You get one credit good for any premium selection titles you like yours to keep forever. The Audible catalog also contains podcasts, audiobooks, guide to wellness, and Audible originals. So go check out www.audibletrial.com forward slash redband. That's right. That's www.audibletrial.com forward slash R-E-D-B-A-N-D redband. That's right. Now I think we can kind of enter in. Enter in why we chose that book and not tonight. Because it's a morbid title. Yeah. So... Huge thing. When did you release this book, anyways? Uh, like two weeks ago. I think about two weeks ago. About two weeks ago. So, yeah. Jeanette McCurdy, actress, for those of you who don't know, she was in the huge smashing hit um, Nickelodeon show, iCarly. I mm -hmm. And then she she had another show, right, on Netflix? She was, uh, oh no. Oh, I'm sorry, on Netflix. I thought you meant um, Sam and Cat. Yeah, she was also Sam and Cat. Okay, Sam yeah. and Cat. It was a spinoff of iCarly. Mm -hmm. Um, then I think she did a couple short films. Yeah. Uh, but. But she, yes, yeah, she has recently released a book, a memoir about her life as a child star working for Nickelodeon and her unfortunate early life that she had with her crazy over possessive mother. Yes. And just this brought a whole light on Nickelodeon and just. The film industry of how child actors are treated. Yeah, and it's like it's it's like I've I've read pieces of the book and holy shit, it's horrible. Yeah, it's terrible. It is really bad. It's it's one of those things like you have the idea, like, yeah, these type of people do exist, and it's obviously like they are in Hollywood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when you actually hear all the shit that they actually do, and you're just like, fuck, like, how do you not see the signs for that? It's, it's that whole, like, you're, I guess that whole idea you memorize with Hollywood. Mm -hmm. like they put that idea in your head, like you're a star. Yeah. So, but you got to do what we tell you to do to retain that star. Mm -hmm. But I'm not even talking about like for 
Because you're obviously working with children and yes. they're easily to manipulate and stuff yeah. like that. But nope. I'm talking about like the people surrounding them, yeah. everyone else. Yeah. What I'm talking about is like, the because when you have the kids there, you got to have a guardian mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. set. Well, those guardians are the ones pushing as well. So they, you know, the people around the set are the ones telling the parents, hey, you got to, you know, we got to do this thing. Yeah. And of course, the parents sometimes are greedy as fuck. Mm-hmm. And they're telling their kid, which unfortunately with her situation was her mom, mm-hmm. telling her that she needed to, you know, lose weight. All at, that stuff, yeah. At the age of 11. I mean, come on. Like, seriously. And they're, and she talks in the book about, you know, about being offered, you know, alcohol, drugs. Yeah. yeah, let's go over, like, a lot of the things that were covered over in this book. Because a lot of this stuff, she she mentions a, a character, the creator. His name was Dan Schreider. Yeah. And uh, this dude was just a fucking creep. It was to the point to where he's no longer now. He got outed back in like 2018. Yeah. But it was to the point to where it caused like a $7 million payout because of the rumors that abused actresses. Yeah. Like, and you see like some of the shows that you were doing, especially where Ariana Grande was on. And there was some risky shit on there for Nickelodeon. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I was reading articles about that stuff. A lot of, after this whole Jeanette McCurdy thing, people were bringing up like specific episodes yes. with Ariana Grande and like how she was like sexualized as a young yeah. a, at a young yeah. age. Yeah. So, and, uh, or like shit that talking about how he would put on uh, parties where underage actresses would be going to at his house saying, like, oh no, like it was like parents said it was okay. Like, just real fucking low-life shit. And yeah. you look at this guy, and he's just a fat fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, uh... Just a fat fucking loser. Yeah, uh, and, like, I always, like, had a common theme of, like, feet. Almost all the shows had a common theme. Even the Nickelodeon symbol was a foot. <clears throat> and it was, like, super weird. That is true. That yeah. is... That yeah. is... Oh, shit. Damn. Yeah, it's super... You trying to Tarantino it? Yeah. kids? Yeah. It's super, it's super creepy. Like, it's... Uh. Like, if you see a... Comp- like, I've seen a compilation, like... Like someone made, and I was like, it's super weird. Like, how didn't like? I guess looking back, it's like, yeah, that's super weird. But at the time, I don't know, no one saw it. Yeah, like, how do you not see that? Or yeah. I guess you you know, but you're just ignoring it. It's it, it's weird. It's like like I'm because looking, you do have like people like Jeanette McCurdy's mother who would obviously ignore shit like that and tell them to suck it up and deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Like, what was all the other stuff that like she, was uncovered? Yeah. Um, there was like in right here an article, she's, uh, which I'm looking at right now. They're talking about that there's an episode where she was required to wear a bikini on set what? and she wanted to wear a one piece and they forced her into wearing you know, the two piece bikini. And the mom pretty much told her she had to like it was just because you have to go through the parent through everything. Yeah. By legal terms. Yeah. Legally, you have to go through yeah. your parent. But yeah, your but parents fucking crazy. Yeah. So the parent pushed her. So this parent is like, like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm like literally like going to like most of the stuff I'm reading through here now is like, holy fuck. Like this actually stuff ex- like happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But the idea of, you know, you're letting, uh, you're treating kids like this on set. Yeah. And you're supposed to be legally like like five or six hours of work time. And a lot of time these ones, she's talking about they were working multiple hours. Because okay. for a lot of shows, uh, a lot of pop, a lot of big shows. So that's why they yeah. let them stick around. He was the guy that who's behind the shows of Keenan and Kel and all that. Okay. To name a few. So that's how he started with. Yeah. yeah. So... But he also went to, he also created iCarly, Drake and Joss, Victorious, and Henry Danger. So pretty much most of, like all the big the ones. Big, yeah. The big shows, okay. Basically shit that like signed people's checks. Yeah. yeah. And so it was like, we heard rumors about like your most successful producer uh, sexually kind of harassing the younger underage actresses. Yeah. What are you going to do about that? They were trying to. Oh man, I mean, well, I mean, if he's still pumping out winners. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, they're, they're gonna be like, no, money's gonna talk louder. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Yeah, well, apparently, Jeanette McCurdy talked a lot louder than money. Yeah, yeah. she did. And the fucked up part is, they offered hush money on top of that. How much? Three hundred thousand. Her response was only three hundred thousand. Yeah. So like, they don't even see her as that much of a, of a threat, threat at all. Yeah. At all to be like, here's a three hundred thousand to keep your mouth shut about it. And now, she's like, no, fuck you. <laughs> Now, the fucked up thing is if they're offered a 300000 what else did they offer to everyone else? I know. Mm-hmm. To all the other kids that were working there. Because they had a must, they must have gotten at least, obviously, over like 200 act- actors. Yeah. yeah. I mean, since she's released this book, has there been anyone else who's come out and basically stated they were treated just as badly or horribly? Mm-hmm. Not really. They hasn't really come out. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I guarantee like within the next month or so. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. They'll slowly start coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But- 
it's the whole thing about the contract that was signed supposedly um whether they don't want to talk or it's one of those things like you know hollywood where you just don't want to say nothing because probably under a lot of ndas a lot of these actors and actresses yeah because it's not to i mean i I don't know if i want to compare the same but the weinstein situation where this is no isolated to only five or six people. Yeah. It's, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's widespread. It's, yeah. it's, it's widespread. And this guy has been with Nickelodeon for quite some time. So this yeah, probably yeah. has a long history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it says here, he was also, Oh, see, he's also credited said that he was also credited for discovering some of network's most famous and influential child stars, including Ariana Grande, Amanda Bynes, Jamie Lynn Spears, Kenan Thompson, and Victoria justice. Yeah. So this man was just going out and just. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, same thing as Weinstein who's created multiple, yeah. you know, Oscar winning films. Mm-hmm. He greenlit a lot of, you know, he made changes to films where he won Oscars and awards. So, yeah. so of course they're not going to get rid of someone so easily. That's generated, mm-hmm. and then the, bl- the lifeblood of fucking Nickelodeon. Yeah, and even then they let him. You know, they kind of just let him go. They let him go. They didn't necessarily, you know, stick him to the cross. They just- they, they should have. The, the thing is, this is where it's different from the Weinstein situation. You are a children's network. Yeah. That where is the huge, bigger deal comes from. If you are a shareholder for Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. You would want to throw this guy to the fucking stakes. Yes. Yeah. The he problem is that the time all this was released, mm-hmm. he was already gone. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. So he was already gone. Mm-hmm. The, the time all this information started coming out and all this stuff started leaking out, it's like he was already gone. So what's, you know, you can still go after the guy, but 100% cooperate with court cases, law yeah. enforcement, just do what you can to cooperate. But that's yeah. the thing is like, but this I'm, is a kid's network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's, not only like the whole legal side, yes, the whole legal side, but as well for the people that, you know, let it happen mm-hmm. in the, in the Nickelodeon, you know, studios, mm-hmm. there's people who let that, who saw oh, it, yeah. let it happen, let it happen. And, didn't say nothing, and say nothing. Yeah. And like I said, back to like what she said, like her parents or her mom, mm-hmm. her mom let it happen and made sure it happened. Oh yeah. Um, and because of that, she pretty much walked away from acting altogether. I mean, that's the biggest thing is like when you're working with kids, it's. Now you're officially your job to protect these kids, even from their own parents when the necessary time comes. Yeah. Some of these parents are fucking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They're obsessive. It's like the same thing with like the beauty pageant parents. Yeah. Yeah. Same exact shit. You are working with a child. It is your job to protect that child now. Yeah. Fucking look at what happened with, uh, what's called the home alone kid. Yeah. Um, Oh, Macaulay Culkin? Yeah. Macaulay Culkin. I mean, look at him as well. You know, he was a child star. Parents screwed him out of his money completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had to, you know, separate from them mm-hmm. to get his money. That's why That's why I always brought about like that, that talk about like if we ever had the chance to be able to, if money, if money wasn't an issue at this current state. Yeah. And then set up the multiple steps in order to protect these kids, especially the money that they're making, especially from their parents. Yeah. Almost like. A private trust fund that will be ready for them when they turn of the age of like 18 or 20 and be like, all right, this was the cut that you were promised. You are. But here's your actual money. And this is yours. Mm-hmm. Not your parents. This is your money. It, it is the it is the shitty thing. Like it, it becomes more complicated because if you create systems and checks where it's like, OK, you know, you're going to work on a project and we're going to give you some of the money. But then the rest of your money is going to be put into a trust fund until you become 18. Mm-hmm. Then you become, you have, you draw the whole other issue of people going to be claiming you're just stealing money from these kids. And then, you know, people are going to say, oh, you're not going to pay out or you're going to pay out less or, you know, mm-hmm. things are not going to add up because you're going to be holding on that money for quite some time for years. Yeah, yeah. So I do agree. There needs to be a system better. Like the thing is like the laws are already in place for kids to be protected not financially but at least like physically protected yeah. and stuff like that no one's following those laws no no, no. one's following this no so there needs to be a third party that's not involved with the production company and is not involved with the parents just like because you do get those you get um social workers if a parent isn't yeah. there on set you have a social worker there with yeah. kids why don't you just always have a social worker 
no matter what, even if the parent is there, have a social worker because the no, social worker should be looking at the parent too mm -hmm. and making sure that parent is yeah. suitable to be the parent of that child. Yeah. They should definitely do a third party company who has nothing tied into the, maybe even tied into the state itself. When you have castings for any type of child actor and you have parents immediately jump on that shit, that should already start the red flags for you. Yeah. There's a difference between a kid wanting to do that and then the parent pushing it. Yeah. And yeah. you should always be worried to see out those flags. Hey, kid, do you even really want to be here? Yeah. Like, like genuinely, do you want to be here? And I know it's never going to be the actual production company's job, but the main studio should be doing that. They should be keeping an eye out for that. Mm -hmm. Casting calls, main studio should have someone there to make sure that everything's going to check out a social worker. You don't get some creep casting agent or anything. You see, that's probably yeah, like yeah. just, you don't, you never know who you're working with in Hollywood. And unfortunately there's a lot of creeps. Yeah. I mean, you have that, you have people who don't generally don't give two shits about your own well-being. That's it. No. They're there to make the money. Like I said, I'm pretty sure with, you know, when, you know, these child actors are in one situation when they're overworked, yeah. they're being worked for long hours where they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of, you know, the upper, you know, the uppers in the studio itself, mm -hmm. you know, maybe Nickelodeon, Disney, whoever it may be, telling them, hey, we have a schedule to keep. And you have to follow that schedule. Yeah, the schedule. We need, like, well, you're falling behind. Well, I need this episode done by next week. I, I remember that job I was working with that had child actors in there and yeah. so much shit that was illegally happening. Yep. Yeah. Telling them to, oh, you can skip out on your lunch. Yeah. Oh, you can be in this room with fog for about, like, over four hours with all this fog fumes. And yeah. no breaks. No. Absolutely not. Yeah. So it is a common thing where everyone is so busy on just creating the work. Yeah. And they'll literally forget the time you're working with a child. Oh, no. Like I've like I've heard personal stories from the inside already. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about someone from a well-known Disney Channel show, mm -hmm. which I'm not going to say because I really don't want to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But this person and their families all really, t I'm talking about tied into the fuck to Disney. Uh, I heard stories from the, the dad who told me, yeah, uh, I don't let my kids hang out with any of them because they're all either drugged up or on alcohol or, I mean, not, but they're all, you know, pretty they're much fucked all fucked up. up. They're all fucked up kids. And yeah. sure enough, no bullshit. Two months later, one of the main stars came out as an, uh, as an alcoholic. Wow. How old was the main star? Um, at this time, I think he was already 19. Jeez. 1920 maybe mm -hmm. but, <clears throat> but yeah i'm talking about it's it started some legal troubles for disney itself and that actor itself but his co-star the the one the ones i'm close with like mm -hmm. he'll tell me the stuff like way ahead of time mm -hmm. dude i mean it, this is something that this is none of this is new this yeah. has always been happening I mean, it's think about the original peter pan what happened to that kid uh stumped uh, old duel. Uh, what's his oh, name? Is Bobby did. Driscoll. Driscoll. Oh, yeah, Bobby Driscoll. Yeah. He did the live version of like the real stage play. Yeah. Of Peter Pan. Yeah. And then they did the the animated movie. Yeah. Where he played both Peter Pan, the voice of, and he played the actual Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then he got too old. Basically, puberty hit, and they were like, "Yo, you're too old. You're done." And they dropped him. Yeah. They dropped him, and his, like he disappeared, and he ended up dying in the streets and buried in a pauper's field in uh in new york and didn't claim his body till like five years later all because it was like hey man you're old you're too yeah. old now just didn't write him mm -hmm. and yeah. i was like all right you're good now i i want to say this will happen nowadays because this is like back in you know early hollywood yeah mm -hmm. where they really don't give two shits about you oh there was yeah. no laws I mean, they look at this way the the Dude, film just, the I, film industry moved from new york and pushed its way west because yeah. there was less laws yeah no but no because i was watching this clip actually earlier about um about the wizard of oz mm -hmm. about the girl who played dorothy um yeah that they they literally fed her pills to stay up yeah. and pills to knock out the studio well, yeah yeah they they treated the actors and actresses like property. Yeah, basically. and they told her the she was actually told to her face by the I believe it was one of the Dude, not the, the direct actually director yes that she's a fat little pig. What the hell was her fucking name? Don't like tell the shit I heard like once she was called a fat little pig no by a CEO a CEO called her fat little pig. Jeez, she was during the scene where the lion you know. Uh, Judy Garland. Yeah, I don't Judy know why I would. I, don't know, yeah. I always fucking yeah. blank on Judy Garland. Uh, the scene where the cowardly lion 
is shown for the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Apparently, she was laughing too much. So the director slapped the shit out of her. Damn. What? Yep. The director slapped her. Damn. It's like Andrew Tate's like grandfather. <laughs> Apparently, he said he apologized it. afterwards. Yeah. And okay. Begged for forgiveness, but uh. Bullshit. Yeah. He he. I think she was like what sixteen or something. Yeah. How much you want to bet that it was like it was a bullshit tongue in cheek apology that was like I'm sorry for hitting you, but you were laughing too much and we were running out of money for film. I bet it was like some bullshit like yeah, that. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like. Oh, I'm apologizing, but uh, but really, this whole mess is your fault because you made me hit you. Well, yeah, that's that fucking like, you made me hit you. You shit. made me hit you. But I mean, that just shows you how fucked up Hollywood's been towards kids since the very beginning. Oh yeah, since the very beginning. So this is one of the things. Like, yeah, it should not be surprising to hear this. But at the same time, you're like, God damn, like, come like on. You would, like you would think at this time, like, okay, well, this is a different time. It, things are cleaned up now. No, it's nope. still the same. Still the same. It's still mm-hmm. close. It's just, you know, it's, it's same it, shit, different. It, different it makes it worse. Like there's a difference between treating. There's a huge difference between overworking a child and treating them bad. And then you get to this where it gets into the pedophilic side and you're just like, fuck, come on. Like you were already bad enough. You were already bad enough. Yeah. Yeah. How do you just like, you're like, yeah, I'm going to one up that bro. I'm going to one. <laughs> like, come on. You look at it with like, damn. How is that it? child okay, looks this like a, a woman? This like, is like, bring, what the fuck is wrong with And you? it's like, it does make sense. Yeah. Like you, you don't want to be that asshole to like be weary of every adult who's working in the child industry for like Nickelodeon, Disney and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you fucking have to. Yes, absolutely. Like you're saying, like, how is there a protector for animals on set? There's a there's a company that protects animals, mm-hmm. but not kids, but not kids. Yeah, I know. That's not weird. Like you can't you can't overwork a fucking dog. But you're allowed. They're okay with overworking well, a fucking kid. The thing is, no, there is laws. There are no, there are laws. laws. No, but I'm saying but they're, they're ignored. No, they're ignoring it. No, no, I'm not, I understand laws, but it's just the idea of like there's a company, literally an, a company that comes out, yeah. watches on set, yeah, and will shut animals, down production yeah. if there's something going wrong with the animals. Yeah, here's an easy way. People are just trash. Yeah, look at it this way. Another way of thinking of like, if on the border right now you had instead of kids in cages, you had. 10,000 huskies that were captured, euthanized, kept in small cages. Bet you anything there would be a fucking outcry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That they yeah. would break in and break out. Those oh, huskies. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. But as absolutely. soon as you say like, oh, these are kids that are separated from their family across the border. It's like, oh, well, we feel bad. Well, I, don't really, I mean, I kind of feel bad, but I mean, like, it kind of deserved it. Like, yeah. you know, coming all the way over here illegally, like. And it comes down to that whole like. T2. You care more about a fucking yeah. dog than yeah. an actual person. Yeah. Yeah. So they came down to that whole T2 situation. Where they refuse to show the dog getting killed mm. because it's too much of a problem on screen versus yeah. having kids being killed on Kill screens straight. like this yeah. not that big of a deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I understand like whole the animal thing, but it's just like I said, it just comes down to the idea like there's ways to protect animals, and there are laws set to protect kids, but there's not a yeah. system if, in place. If you have a system that works to protect animals, you should try to apply that same system. To everything else, like kids, gun safety, all mm-hmm. that. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. You got one system that's been pretty good lately of not being terrible to animals. Maybe try to see what worked there and apply it to other systems. Yeah. Like I said, if you are a child network, your main job should be the safety of these kids. Yeah. Because they're the ones who are making you money. But instead, it's, oh, they're making me money so we can work them harder. Yeah. It's not like they're making me money. So let's let's take good care of them. Hey, we're hearing stories of this one producer who's a creep with the kids. Oh, he's making us money, though. It's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, he's a creep. But I mean, shit, he created and he found the biggest actors and actresses around. So, I mean. Or they do the whole thing like I didn't hear it. We'll send him an what? email. I don't, like, what well, this guy's, why didn't he hear it? Yeah. Hear it. Yep. yeah. I didn't hear that. Don't tell me that. <laughs> so it, it kind of. Begs the question a little bit of like that $7 million settlement of why you don't hear more. And those that haven't spoken up have probably taken that settlement. That says that I said the people are paid off. They were paid off. Yeah. And I guarantee there's gonna be a few more coming out, Mm -hmm. but it's the thing that sucks is unless the big ones, the big names talk, Mm -hmm. it doesn't make it's it, not going to affect. It's yeah. just smaller names. Like yeah. if you had Era and a Grande coming out and start speaking afterwards, 
it'll start having some more effect. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you have like Amanda Bynes come out, like, yeah, when I was working here, everyone's going to be like, oh, fuck. Okay. So this has been a long thing. Now a lot of people are going to start but looking at it. But the thing that it sucks is the people that Paul, you know, obviously Hollywood is the repercussions for coming out saying something. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. remember that Nickelodeon's owned by Viacom, a mm-hmm. major company. But at the same time, we're, we're in this. I would say that would be true. Yeah. No, no. If the Me Too movement never happened, and now every major studio is on the defensive when it comes to shit like this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm saying that it's just the idea of, you know, there's always, oh, you know, mm-hmm. the the fear of you might be. Yeah, exactly. Ostracized like yeah. a leper. Yeah. yeah like I, I, I get, I fully 100% agree on that one. Yeah. I fully 100% agree. But it's just the high, you know, when you're, you know, your career is pretty much. You might be going against the people that might hire you again. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And but it I, becomes, you know, a fear. Yeah. But I mean, not only that of all that's happened as well, but also just the unfairness that she wrote about as well. Talking about how she couldn't get time off from episodes to uh, audition for movies. Yeah. Because they're like, no, you're contracted to do this episode. You're locked in. But Ariana Grande, who was like, hey, I'm going to go record this album. It is like, oh, yeah, you get the whole week off and we'll just say you got locked in a box. Yeah, they play like favoritism and stuff like yeah. that. And it's and she talked about openly that she was very jealous of Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. And it's understandable because there's extreme favoritism of like this girl who's basically come from a really fucked up background mm-hmm. who's came from practically nothing from poverty mm-hmm. versus some fucking high tone deaf chick who grew up in the rich parts of Florida getting to play fucking poker with Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was the shit that she was saying about like, this is ridiculous. Like, why am I acting with a fucking box yeah. when I have an opportunity to expand my potential, but you want to give all the potential over to this chick. And, yeah. and I think that was just fucking Dan Strider's weird fetish with Ariana Grande. Yeah. It was just like, we want to make her happy. So she she could keep doing these water scenes. Well, at the same time, she was just more popular. So they're just going to go where the money is. I mean, that's whether it, that's like any type of studio or industry, they'll give favoritism to the person who's bringing in more money. But it's like to the level to hold a girl's contract over here. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's fucked up. It's, it is absolutely fucked up. No, no, that's, that's Hollywood. When they hold a contract over you. Like I said, that's the biggest problem is when it comes to Hollywood, they'll treat kids like adults Mm -hmm. and they don't know how to separate that shit. So they'll create fucked up contracts, the same fucked up contracts that you get for adults. They'll apply that to kids and to their minds. It's like, yeah, it's easier. Instead of be like, no, this is pretty fucked up. Yeah. That's why, that's why you have those infamous like Disney contracts that everyone likes to joke about. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's one of those weird things where it's like, you have to really, they, they need to do something to really fix and overhaul this whole situation. Nice. I think it comes down to guardians. They need like social, social workers on set. They do. You, someone that regulates. I'm sorry, you can't trust the parents. You can't no. trust the guardians. So no. you need someone to vet the parents. Yeah. yeah. You need someone to, like the same way they have for animals. They need a person there mm-hmm. to watch over the set, make sure it's all done on time. Mm-hmm. But again, it, I guarantee like it's I'm seeing from from also from the business side is like, well, I got to shoot, you know, this episode. Mm-hmm. I got to get 12 episodes done in two weeks. You know, I can't be held up. And I can see from their end, but at the same time, that doesn't but make it But the thing right. is, like, why are you scheduling shit that you need to put out episodes? And You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it, we, it, we've you, covered that in the past where it's like, yeah. you are creating the schedules yourself. Yeah. You can adjust the schedules yourself. Yeah. You are the main people in charge. Yeah. If you are setting shit up for kids to be pressured to get fucked up, that in returns brings back bad publicity to you, you should be doing everything possible to fix that shit. Yeah. Like that's one of the things I never understood. It's like you own a company. Why aren't you trying everything in your ability to make sure shit runs smoothly and doesn't come back to bite you in the ass? It's, and it's like, it's always the most obvious shit mm -hmm. that they forget. Oh, working with children. Maybe we should have some proceedings to better protect these kids from creeps. Cause obviously we're in an industry where if a bunch of dudes are trying to rush over to work with kids, that's a little, that's a little off. Yeah. You see? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, how do you not think of that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, 
I mean, honestly, I think it just boils down to greed. Mm-hmm. You know, they want, you know, whatever makes the most amount of money is the quickest way. Mm-hmm. That's it. You know, they're able to pump out shows, which means they will pump out more money. Mm-hmm. And they just need to, and like I said, they're really, they're willing to run over the kids just to get that money. Yeah. Oh, like, you know, you're, you're a studio. Oh, shit. Yeah, we have laws to protect kids because what happened in Twilight Zone? I don't want to end up like Twilight. You see, yeah. you see, like, yeah. why don't they make that connection themselves? Like, I don't want to end up like that. Let's create methods or procedures so we or, don't end up like that. Or, I mean, a lot of students, we, you know, they do is like the bare minimum. Yeah. They just do the bare minimum. as like, well. The cheapest amount. Yeah. yeah. That's the cheapest way we think we can fix this. Is that the level of creep is so deep to the point to where... It doesn't even matter who you fire and hire. Mm-hmm. Chances are if it's like, oh, it's like the nine out of 10 dentists recommend. It's just the exact opposite. It's nine out of 10 dentists don't recommend. And yeah. So it's like that one could easily slip past the radar. Mm-hmm. The one that's actually like, you know, the actual one that cares about kids yeah. versus the ones like, oh, yeah, you made iCarly and all these other Nickelodeon shows. That's amazing. How come no one picked you up before? Well, I like smelling kids' feet. Yeah, we can look See, past and that. And that's the biggest thing. Like, like, you can get away with the mistreatment of children of overworking them. You can get away better with even slapping a child. But the minute you bring that to a sexualized pedophilic form, like, you're fucked. You're done. Yeah. Like, the bar is so low. Yeah. And the one thing that actually bothers me most about this entire situation is the fact that when you see, you know, a child star, you know, go down the path like oh they're now doing drugs on tv they're they're yeah. being reckless and yeah. stuff like that no one ever questions where it originally came from yeah yeah, yeah. yeah it's like who because there's someone that had to give them the first initial drug itself they're not gonna be like i'll wake up one day oh you know what yeah. i'm gonna be a coke addict no someone had to handle you know handle the drugs to Lindsay lohan to the at the very beginning mm-hmm. well the thing is like by the time you hear these things out yeah. like you know Lindsay lohan 19 years old what what so and so you know addicted to drugs they don't just get addicted overnight. That means it had been going on for quite some time to build yeah. up that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And to the level to where it's like you're you're fighting some demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, uh, what's it called? There's in the Joe Rogan interview with Miley Cyrus. Yeah. She talks about that. Yeah. That she was smoking weed in the back. Then she was drinking. Then it kind of like kind of one thing led to another mm-hmm. because essentially just had to quiet down the voices. Yeah. It was just so stressful. So they're being overworked so hard. They're trying to, as well, they're kids. So they're trying to please the adults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They want to make everyone around them happy. And as well, because they, they run into the threat of, or at least they're in their head, they're told that the threat is that someone else is going to replace you. Yeah. There's someone else that come in that's going to make more famous than you are. Mm-hmm. So they'll do whatever it takes to please that adult. So there should be one, a third party mm-hmm. that vets the parents. Yes. As a, like a constant, um, what was it? There, 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 there needs to be a third party. And here's the thing, because a lot, a lot. It was like I a think, child service. Yeah, because I think like a lot service. of these child protective services are actually paid off or they're like departments of the studios, right? Mm. Yeah, that, okay, that's where, okay. And that's where the thing is like, it needs to be absolute. It needs to be no. nothing to do with film industry. They need to have an absolute third party company. Can't even be on the fucking county line. Yeah. It, no. That's where it gets, okay, that's where it gets super tricky because mm-hmm. as we know, Every industry is corrupted completely. Yeah. There's always mm-hmm. a corruption in one point or the other, whether it may be political, police, uh, Walmart, Target, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. There's corruption at some point in the line. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying the entire company itself, but there's always a few people who kind of ruin it for everyone else. Yeah. What sucks is, let's say we do get, they do bring in like child protective services. And I said, they might be already one. And I'm pretty sure maybe 90% of them do their exact job that they're supposed to be doing. But there'll always be that fucking ten percent that's being paid off that gets to yep. look that looks away and fucks over everyone else. Yeah. Yep. So, so in order to go above and beyond it, you, you got to bring regulated. in. You had you can't you can't have the studio know who the child protective services are. You have to almost yeah. make them go like fucking undercover. Yeah. And then almost. you got to hire three undercovers who don't even know about the other two undercovers. Mm-hmm. So that way everybody's venting each other. Studios live in constant fear that someone's watching them. And it should be focused. It should be hyper-focused on mostly networks that work with children. Here's mm-hmm. the thing, because you do talk about, like, yeah, it is like, you know, the 10%, those few companies who fuck it up for everyone else. Yeah. But it's always the companies who employ the most of the yeah. ch- You see? So it's yeah. like, that's the problem. If it was like these random 
short films or like independent films. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. It's once in a while, yeah, whatever. Like, so like law and order where maybe like, you know, but when you get the once in a while in a company that employs over like a hundred, 200 types of like child stars, you're yeah. seeing, you're, you're seeing like, it's, okay, it's, there's a problem now. And now they're like fishing at these companies for this kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, they should definitely bring third party in Yeah, uh, to like, it sucks if, especially the idea that they have to go undercover. Mm-hmm. It's, it's to me, it's just like that even idea of like, well, you have to go hiding. It's, it blows my mind that you even have to have that idea because you have, that means you have zero, that we have zero trust. In no, I mean, not even yeah. hiding, just literally get harsher with the laws. Like if this is going to happen, there's going to be some criminal punishment going on. It's no, no, no that longer slap on the wrist. You get no. fined. Hell no. But I mean, to get to that level, I feel like you need to do that undercover to just report everything and anything that you see and from three different ones and see if they match up. If they don't match up, if something's there, either something was missed or if something major Mm -hmm. and it was said otherwise differently by someone else, Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's like, all right, who the fuck talked to you? And also there needs to be a venting, a vetting of all employees, Mm -hmm. executives too, Mm -hmm. all backgrounds, everything past all of it. Mm -hmm. And also a fucking, not fixed schedule ahead of time where it's like, okay, we want a new series and we need it done in about six months since we have like an open gap there. So we need something to fill that up. Can you do that? By the way, all the episodes need to be at least 20 minutes long, about 20 episodes. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, honestly, I think what they should do, like I said, the child, you know, someone to come in, Mm -hmm. but on top of that, interview the kids once in a while, Mm -hmm. get there, you know, have the the social service actually there, Mm -hmm. ask Mm -hmm. questions and, it just means it needs to have social services by the state. Yeah. And, and ask not them questions. Like these small nonprofit yeah. no. or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And that needs to ask some questions that guarantees the parents are not going to know, mm-hmm. know how to, you know, yeah. handle that. Yeah. Because obviously, you know, they're all going to question a kid. They're going to, you know, give them a script to follow. You know, this is what you're going to say. And that's the thing is like, they're not preparing themselves to protect the children from their own parents. Yeah. No. And that is where a lot of the issues originate from is from the parents. Yeah. You need to look at the parents. You need to keep an eye on them. And then you need to keep all the eye on the studio at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. See, I, I really hope it goes to that route. I mean, we really need to clear out the swamp in Hollywood, the yeah, leeches, really. pedophiles, all those fucking people. Like it, the swamp needs to be cleared out. Yeah. yeah. And we need a, we need an area where you can divulge information. You can whistleblow safely. And still keep your job for the next job. Because at that point, then I just want, I just want shady ass lawyers who are really good at defending creeps to just flip the moral and be like, Hey, we're going to defend these innocent people from these creeps. Mm-hmm. So you want a Saul Goodman? Just basically, I want a yeah. Saul Goodman, yeah. but I want a real Jersey person. It's <laughs> a Jersey. Saul or at Goodman. least I want a Jersey social service person on set for these kids just letting them know like hey you want some fucking ice cream let's go man it's after four hours they're like hey you can suck this fucking hypothetical dick and sorry kid didn't mean to curse in front of you (laughs) (laughs) but i want it as like a fucking tony soprano kind of thing yeah it was like hey you're coming over here talking about how you want my kid to work fucking four hours definitely needs to be agency like if any small time lawyers who is looking or who's looking to start their own law firm Mm -hmm. Bam, there you go. Get into that. Start working with child actors. Yep. There you go. And start pushing into that. Because. And, and if anybody tells you otherwise. Because it's not enough of them. And you can start making some serious bank off oh, of that. Oh, yes. Yeah. And look serious at it this bank. way. You don't work for the studio. So if they tell. So if the director tells you like, you can't do that. Literally show them the middle finger and tell them like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. I don't work for you. The, you work sh- for the laws of the state. Of yeah. the state, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you come back and they say, oh, get the fuck on my set. All right. Walk away, come back a day later with the fucking subpoena. Not even that. If he says, get the fuck off my set, like, all right, Timmy, let's go. You bring the kid with you. We're out of here. We're We're out of here. No, no, I'm saying that. You take the kid with you. You come back with the fucking paperwork. All right, here you go. Uh Now you got a lawsuit on your hand. Let's go. What are you doing? I got an episode. That sounds like a big fucking problem for you. Better figure it out. Fucking dickhead. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be fucking back. You know what I kind of want? Like, now I just really want Tony Soprano. You just just want Tony Soprano? I want a Tony Soprano, but the kind of where it's like, where it's like you threaten that same guy and then you have the kid like walk off set with you and he's just like throwing shit at you. You just have like two of your agents come and just bust the fuck out of the set, you know? 
And it's just like, oh my God, what happened? I don't know. That's that's a fucking tragedy. But it looks like here in the contract, you got to pay my client full salary if he can't be able to work because due to unsafe work conditions. And looking at this place, this looks pretty unsafe. So we're going to have to take that check and uh, we'll be on our way. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Like, you want to play Shade, I'll show you Shade yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I want, like, Borderline Mob to just come in and just, like, really really take the balls, yeah. you know? Really take yeah. the bull by the balls and let them know, like, hey, these are fucking mine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, it's, but, not, I mean, in all seriousness, it just, there needs to be. Yes. There yeah, needs there, to be something to protect the kids. There needs to be something, a countermeasure. Yeah, to there's something perfect. to protect the kids yeah. out there, something to, uh, you know, to up also to protect the kids from the parents, protect the kids from the studio, just to protect the kids, just protect the fucking kids, yeah. protect the fucking kids, and make sure people who do break those laws they do suffer the, exactly. the right consequences, exactly, yeah. and not just brushed off or just paid off and make disappear. And that's yeah. yeah, not swept under the rug. Yeah. An actual solution. Yeah. All right. Well, we talked a lot about this whole topic. We have one more type of news to bring before we close this whole episode. Yeah, this is always kind of like a rant. Yeah, yeah. It did, it, it went way well, longer well, than we expected. this is always a heated topic. It is a heated topic. Yeah, yeah. Like, this it really is, is when it comes to kids and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So this other one I want to bring up is you have Jamie Foxx talking about <laughs> his film <laughs> that he made all the way back in 2016, right? 2016? Yes. Yeah. All-Star Weekend. <laughs> this is a finished film, not released, that he has shelved for the last six years mm-hmm. because he does not like the PC political climate. And he's worried that it's going to get a huge major controversy and a lot of flack. Understandable. Because this film, All-Star Weekend, so it basically just has him and Jeremy Piven. They're two truck drivers who like win tickets to like an All-Star Weekend. And it's like a road trip down to go to watch the game in L.A. And, you know, yeah, that crazy shit happens. Yeah. It's a, uh, I guess, coming of age. Not no, coming, no, no, coming no, it's, of not, it's not even a coming of age. It's just, it's just more of like an absurdity. Yeah, it's absurdity. like planes, trains, automobiles. Well, it's like what's that one film with Robert Downey Jr. and uh, Zach Galifianakis? Due date. Was due it due date? date? Yeah, 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 yeah kind of yeah. like a road trip. It's, it's like right that. It's like due date. That's kind of like the same thing as like planes, trains. It's just yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. goal and then the absurdities in between. However, with this film. And it's the main reason why Jamie Fox, uh, Jamie Fox, is hesitant to release it. The actors, many of the actors, most of the actors, I think, are playing opposite race or not opposite, just different races from what they are. Just different ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the biggest thing why, and this whole film hugely accumulated as a joke, and from the response from Robert Downey Jr. playing Osiris and Tropic Thunder. Yes. Where Robert Downey Jr. played essentially, he, pl- he played a black guy. He did yeah. blackface and everything. The yes. movie is hilarious. Yes. I love it. And it's the biggest thing. Is like people try to make that film controversial. It's not. Not a single black person was upset. Most black people love this film. Yes. Yeah. Because it, it's the joke. The joke is the we, joke. The is joke there. is the blackface. The joke is the blackface, yeah. and you know what the joke is about. And it's it's basically the, showing how fucked up and wrong it was. But how absurd it is at the same time. Yeah. How absurd it is, how wrong it is. And the idea like, well, we let actors get away. Yeah. With we, yes. yeah we let actors get but, away with this. But stuff. not yeah. just any actors. Like you were telling me, like in that movie, Robert Downey Jr. plays an actor who's won multiple Academy yeah. Awards. He's probably like, who, the, yeah, yeah. Who played. He's like, their universe is like Daniel Day-Lewis yes, times yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and that actor decided to play a black actor. By getting a black surgi- character, black wanna, character yeah. by getting surgically blackface to mm-hmm. turn to change his skin, and it's like everyone else is like, okay, that that's okay because he's a multi Academy Award winning actor. So. You know, no, because like the thing is like everyone in the film was like so like cut up like oh man he's starstruck. so dick. starstruck he's starstruck because he's one of the greatest actors and they're like mesmerized by how dedicated he is to the role and then the rapper Al Pacino Al Pacino and then you get the one black actor he's like wait hold up hold yeah. up no no wait a second <laughs> he's like hold the fuck up <laughs> and that's the point like I said I made the joke that joke for Robert Downey Jr. being the black character wouldn't set well if they didn't have the other character who was black constantly pointing out on how fucked up it was. Yes, he was constantly And that was the joke of it. So, and that's just covering over Tropic Thunder. So this film, All-Star Weekend, Mm -hmm. you yet again have Robert Downey Jr. 
And this is where they got the idea from Tropic Thunder to bring it into All-Star Weekend. They now have him playing a Mexican. <laughs> but it's not just him. You have Eva Longoria playing Asian. You got Gerard Butler playing a Russian. You got Benicio Del Toro. Like, they have a huge, huge, like, cast not just actors but like rappers you got dj Khaled, french montana like the game you have you even have like floyd mayweather jr and the idea is like this is supposed to be like an absurd absurd comedy but due to the absurdity of like having characters and that's the biggest thing it has been a huge issue in hollywood that people have been constantly bringing up is like the quote-unquote whitewashing or bringing Having actors who are not a race play something else, or not even a race, like having act an actor who's something else playing a completely different person. Yeah, like you can't have a non-gay person play a gay person. You can't have a black person playing a white, but you can't have a white person play a black. Like, mm-hmm. there's no. There was issue with Brian Cranston playing a uh, quadriplegic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, and yes, there is certain degrees to how far it doesn't go because of the history. Like blackface in general is fucked up. Yes. Yeah. And there is some bad history to it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you need to look at a film and contextually look at it by itself and see why they are doing it. Yeah. People try to give Tropic Thunder all the flack, but then you contextually look at the film and you see what the joke is about mm-hmm. and then you love it. Yes. Yeah. I feel like All-Star Weekend will be about the same thing, but yet again, Jamie Foxx, because of the, you know, the political yeah. climate right now, he's too scared to release it. Yeah. And he honestly doesn't believe that he'll ever release this film. Now, uh, that's where it's messed up, because, you know, if you tell me, like, just me, tell me, uh, uh, Robert Dendry is playing a Mexican? I'll watch it. Hell I'm yeah, going to watch it. Yeah. I'm still going to watch it. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't care. You can play it. That, and that's the thing. It's like, it's now, as long as, like, so I'm, a, I'm assuming they're not doing the full-blown heavy heavy know. mexican accent and everything yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you know my friend oh you know like fucking just to the level to where it's like uh there's a little bit mickey, mickey rooney yes yeah yeah it's, not, it's rooney. not ricky Mooney level it's not okay. mickey rooney level where he's like, like i wouldn't a, believe that yeah where he plays an asian man or, or uh talking about breakfast china. activities yeah. Yes. yes yeah plays a china man and he's just like hello again, and just super racist yeah but it's then like, again okay. i'm looking at like the context of it. it's supposed to be a comedy it must be funny yes all right fuck it let's see where we go but if it's, if it tell me like, oh, no, this is a serious movie. Like, okay, now we're having palms. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's a comedy. You know what yeah. it's about. And, and that's the thing. It's like, it's never the race who gets offended by no, that. It's, it's somebody al- else. It's always someone else who gets offended. And then it just brings everything to a crashing halt. The social justice warrior. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, we, me and Mike recently watched a clip about the one guy walking around a campus asking everyone. to. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, yeah. He's wearing a poncho, uh, a sombrero, and a fake mustache, mm-hmm. and carrying maracas. Yeah. And he's asking uh, students at a university, this is offensive. Every single one of them said, yes, it's offensive. It's offensive. Yeah. It's culture and appropriating. They're asking, you know, everyone that's not Latino. He goes on to, I believe it's- Olivera Street. Yeah, Olivera Street. Mm-hmm. The most Mexican place you can go. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's like, pretty much the people he asked were like, no, I like yeah, it. They don't get it, yeah. No. They're like, I like your hat. Yeah. I'm like, whoa. And he did the same thing. He went. He was wearing like a traditional Chinese outfit mm-hmm. uh, with the rice hat and went to the college, same thing. Everyone said it's offensive. He went to Chinatown. Everyone said they loved it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it's like, one, like I said, it's, it's, it's common where the race itself is not like, yeah, I'm not offended by it, you know. I think my favorite line is when you have the person that's not Mexican feel offended. And then the person that's Mexican is like, I don't feel offended. And then that person who's not Mexican says like, well, then you're not really Mexican. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, bitch, what the fuck? Like, like come on. Now I'm going to flag is- you because now you're racist. <laughs> like, I don't know how I'm supposed to say like, well, I don't know how Mexican I'm supposed to be. <laughs> or it's like, I'm not offended. Well, then you're not really a Mexican of your culture. Be like, like what? I don't know. What do you want me to do? You want me to start wearing poncho and I know what the fuck you want me to do. <laughs> huh? like, what you want me to sit in front of your lawn as a decoration? <laughs> fucking bitch. I know you got one. Don't fucking and lie it's to the me. Thing is like, you got to always look at like who is producing this at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you should have an understanding of like a, someone's character and kind of get a hint, like whether they really are creating something to make fun of someone mm. or creating something just for laughs. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be one of the things, like, if you see, like, Ben Shapiro going around and wearing a sombrero and making Mexican accent. He's racist. You're yeah. like, you're like. Because eh, you already know his type eh, of character. You're too late eh. in the game to change your character now. Yeah. 
But if you had someone like John Stewart doing that, <laughs> you're yeah. like, okay, obviously this is joke. Yeah, John, John Stewart gets a pass. Yeah, see, you get John people a pass, a pass, and it's like, yeah, people don't like the idea. Like certain people get a passes, and certain people don't. But there's kind of a reason why certain people don't get passes in the first place. Mm-hmm. They set themselves up in the position where you question whether they're racist or not. It's kind of yeah. like you know, if like Robbie Downey Jr. wears sombrero with uh, with a poncho mm-hmm. and fake mustache and went down and was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, he's cool. He gets, yeah. you know, like that. But then if Marjorie Taylor green does, they'd be like, take that shit off. Yeah. Cause I already know your type of character. Exactly. You, bitch. you fucking care. And you look at the people in the character, how they are, and you can kind of, you can easily judge yeah. whether you really feel like you should be offended or not. And that's the biggest thing. And you also got to take it to fact that like, who is like the, the vocal minority who is really upset in these kind of things. Yeah. Like I really, don't think right now because there's a huge like pushback against PC culture. Mm-hmm. I think Jamie Foxx should release this film. It'll be. A I perfect was just about to say it oh, would be a perfect time for that. Yeah, oh, no, maybe like should. two, three years ago. Hell no. Yeah, I'll say hold on to that. But now I think now will be a perfect time to release that because now culture pe- is changing and people are getting sick of. No, they should release it. Yeah. They should release it and do some heavy press on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, if you release it in no press, you're gonna get heavy pushback. Exactly. But if you get heavy press on it, so, you know him talking about it, that's explaining money, the situation. That is money though. That's a lot of money. No. I mean, you forget how expensive no, press is. No, no, it's gonna be a lot of money. Yeah. But you get a lot of attention to it as well. Mm-hmm, that's true. Or clever advertising. Yeah. Talking about it. Oh, fucking get no! Here you go. Clever trailer. No hell no! Just get on Joe Rogan. There be you like, go. Just uh, be like, Joe. we know what we did. Fine. Oh no! This is what you do for heavy press. A cheaper route. Hit up the major podcast networks. I guarantee that's how you get your cheapest way out. Yeah, people are forgetting that that this thing, the podcast thing, is a lot bigger than people think it is. Yeah, it's not entertaining. It's it's pretty. Dude, he has his own podcast. Yeah. I like how like most people don't know. Like right before we started this podcast, we had a huge discussion about Andrew Tate because I didn't know who this guy was. He's, he's basically if Joe Rogan and Ben Shapiro had a child, and that's basically it. That's yeah. it. But then watched a lot of like alpha male mentality. I don't know. Maybe he just needs to call his mom. Just call his mom, dude. Reconnect. You know what? It, you know what? Here's another example who who benched who uh. Andrew Tate is he's I've said it where it was like he's a child of divorce but he didn't choose to live with his mom or dad just chose to live with his older brother that (laughs) moved out and just learned everything from him just the wrong way yeah but instead I like to say that he's a child of that but wasn't able to connect with his mom reached out found out she started a new family and is much happier Uh. I kind of want to see him have a conversation with either Meryl Streep or Charlize Theron yeah, because Meryl Streep. Yeah, Meryl Streep. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I feel like Charlize Theron. She's in a. She's a very beautiful woman. She's very intimidating, in a beautiful kind of way. Where yeah. it's like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's kind of the one where it's like, you know, in the movies where you go to like a really classy restaurant and there's like that one woman that's just like drinking alone, drinking alone. She's she's not like the oh my gosh she's so freaking hot. It's just like. She's gorgeous. Yeah. But no, but no man tries to approach her because they do that. She's kind of the one that just like taps the cigarette on the table and be like, now tell me why you're so special. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like just belittles you because she knows she's better than you. You think Andrew Tate needs that? I think Andrew Tate needs that. Yeah. I think he needs to try and break that. And then her just, I feel like break him, break him instead. Be like, I don't care what suppressive mom issues that you have. If she's happier without you, then it's for the better. <laughs> and then just tap the cigarette on the table. It's a long cigarette, by the way. Yeah. In the middle of the table, just tap, tap. And it's the kind of place where it's like that one piano guy's playing. Smooth, uh, you know, that smooth jazz in the, in the corner. <laughs> I don't know why. Bars even exist anymore. I don't know, but I want it. No. <laughs> you know yes. what I'm saying, uh, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, bar lounges is bar lounges. Yes. Bar lounges. They, they exist. Do exist. Yeah. They exist. I, I, I've been to one recently. So uh, yeah. it's, the, it's the kind that here, I'll pull it up. Talk amongst yourselves. But I got I got one where it's kind of like that. It's like the old classic speakeasy. Yeah. Did we got to go to that? I don't even know if it's still open or not. For which one? The speakeasy we went to. Devilicious? Yeah. The one that was connected no. to Devilicious. Devilicious is still there. I'm not sure if the speakeasy is still open or not. Yeah. Those things are okay. For people. Here we go. It's it's kind of like these. It's the kind of place where it's like. Okay. A little American history before we close out. Okay. Yes. Speakeasies are basically hidden bars within restaurants or other buildings or stuff that yeah. were 
hidden during the prohibition time yeah that are kind of have a little popularity comeback of people yeah nowadays not- is you don't have to text the place mm-hmm. they'll send you a code so once you get inside reservations get there tell them the code and they go to like a secret room or a something. A secret room, like but that. this place we went to literally ha- the wall fucking opened behind them. Ooh. Yeah, you know, so you, this place we went to, you give them the secret code, and then the receptionist that has like the actual sign, you know, the reception sign behind them with you know all lights. She mm. goes, turns around, and she opens up that door, and it's a false, you know, wall Ooh, that leads cool. into a secret yeah. room that's a secret bar, and it's. It's like the size of this office, maybe a little bit, maybe a tiny bit bigger. It's tiny. Yeah, tiny. that's the point of the speakeasy. It's like yeah. a life secret it's room. Expensive as shit. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Drinks are expensive. Yeah. Yes, yeah. but it's pretty cool. But I was more impressed by the fucking false wall than anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we were all more impressed by that false wall. Because it looked literally like just the wall was normal. Then they're just like brick walls opened up. I'm like, holy fuck. Now, not all of them like that, but that yeah. this one yeah. was pretty nice. But that's what you're, yeah. that's what you're visualizing, right? Yes. Yeah. But this is, this is the, uh, once I play this, you'll understand. Be like, imagine it. Set, set, I'll set the tone. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Andrew Tate just walked into it. <laughs> into a low, dimmed bar restaurant. <laughs> the tables are covered in silk cloth, almost as if they were ironed that same day. The lights are low and sensual, not dark and depressing. There she sits across the way, casually drinking her martini. A few puffs from the cigarette and a tap of a single finger enters the ashtray. There, Andrew Tate sees her. It's Charlie's there. No one dares approach her of this great gorgeous magnitude because... Drop dead gorgeous? Yes. Insanely hot? Maybe not. Because the gorgeous exceeds the same god. <laughs> Wait, we should do like after hours radio now. <laughs> This is what this is this is what it, uh, I, I think of on those ones. That's what you think of. He approaches her across the way and asks, yeah. "Do you think that I, an alpha male, deserve your presence?" And I think that's a yes. And she says, "Back to him, not a loud, not a soft voice, but a casual voice." I'm not your mother. <laughs> Tap tap of the cigarette. (laughs) 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 Going back to the hole, we went full, like off tangent. Did you did you fall into the spell of the world? Did you see it? I I saw it. I can visualize (laughs) it. You gave a really descriptive (laughs) imagery right there. But going back to the whole Jamie Foxx thing, I really do think that it is appropriate climate. He should really release that. Same. I think it would just be. I think it'd be perfect to release it because yeah. at that point, I feel like people of PC culture now have gotten to the point to where like even they're getting tired, even they're getting tired. Yeah. And you have other people where it's just telling them like, just shut up. Yeah. yeah. And like, what a great way to tell them to shut up and just put this put movie, out. movie out and just tell them to shut up. Yeah. Tell them to shut up and Dude, put and like, like anybody, advertising. And shut honestly, up and laugh. Anybody else? I honestly, I don't think anybody else could do it. Jimmy Fox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, this is his time. Oh yeah. It, it'll be his time to shine. He should be able to do that. Don't do it. Don't fucking do the it. The Chinese theater <laughs> shows all stars. <laughs> Jamie Foxx stands in the rafters, gazing upon his wide-eyed audience. They're mesmerized. They love it. They're laughing. Dude, I'm going to give you a show. And all the PC people try to scream their way through the cheers, but it's not working. It's falling down. All right, we got <laughs> All right, I think that'll be a good place to close you know, tonight's episode. So we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topics. How do you feel about the whole issue with Nickelodeon and Jeanette McCurdy or even with All-Star Weekend with Jamie Foxx? Do you think, you know, this is going to be a bigger thing? Do you think it's going to lead into something huge or do you think it's going to be swept underneath the rug and everyone's going to forget about it? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our next year YouTube channel, our next journey YouTube channel. If not, we've been putting this up on our open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast for our listeners to discuss episode topics and various other film related news. We put out episodes every Monday. For audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast. And as usual, before we close out, Mike has those last finishing notes for you guys. Yes, the last <laughs> finishing notes of uh, the Patreon account that we casually have. Each one has a different incentive with different subscriptions. Maybe you get a handwritten signature from us. 
Maybe get a litter. Maybe even get one of the props from our sets. But most of all, maybe even get a little bit of a of a whisper in the ear, telling us what our next topic should be as we cascade through these roles and lives. Yes, you can do that. Don't forget to be able to listen to us on iHeartRadio and all the different ways you can be able to hear us, as well as finding us on YouTube if you wish to listen to these live versions. Yes, yes, all the ways you can be able to hear us. And of course, our sponsors by Audiobook. Yeah, Audiobook. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not even going to play the closing <laughs> intro music for that. I'm just going to allow that music to play through. <laughs> All right, well, you guys heard from Mike. Please like and subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Later, taters.